welcome to Quantum, the podcast every STEM student should be listening to. Covering everything from what's going on in the world of science, interviewing people with STEM majors and what they have got on to do, to talking about finance, careers, and business. In the last episode, we talked about executing a pivot. We talked about kind of the small scale stuff, but you do kind of constantly just get a decisions because, you know, in a way, they're small adjustments. We talked about some of the bigger stuff, like, you know, pivoting an entire project. Let's say you're building out your MVP, something comes up, you have to change the direction of the MVP to actually get to your goals. But then we also talk about the big pivots, the ones that are a massive advantage of a young business because the dynamics there are just so much better. So I really think, you know, I, I hope you take away something from that episode. I really enjoyed making it. But today we're going to be talking about the right mindset to approach a business with. It does kind of tie into that mindset around the pivots and being very dynamic, but I think generally it really kind of helps you in the day-to-day running of everything and then also looking at the macro scale. Now, I do want to say this is just kind of the approach I've taken to business that I've seen work, that I've seen other people do quite well with. So if there's something one else that you see and they have it, you know, they do it differently, that's amazing. Like, don't don't feel pressured that, you know, only my approach is right. It's not. There's tons of variety there. But if you do have an approach that's kind of different and you feel like it's better, then I would really appreciate if you, you know, drop a tweet to quantum to uh on twitter that you know and we can kind of have a discussion about it it'll be very interesting to talk about that a little bit and so let's just jump straight into it now depending on the scale you're aiming for there's kind of three different kind of mindsets or approaches to it now you know if you're a small business it's all just about you know if you're now i just would say it's not about if you're a small business or if you're a big business it's about what, what are you aiming for, right? If you're starting a business and you're aiming for it to be a small business, at that point, it's still a, it's a lot about just staying alive, right? You know, it's, it's not that much about the growth. It's not that much about massively scaling. If you want it to be a small business, it's all about just staying alive, keep operating, keep getting enough, you know, revenue and profits to sustain you. And maybe slowly you can grow with that. You know, one day the business may become big, but for now you're looking to have a small business that stays alive and works. You know, with a small business, you know, you can have like two, three other people in there. It's just, you know, here it's just you're moving on, you need to get stuff done, and you need to really work at it. And because, you know, a lot of people are, you know, really kind of entering into running a small business, it's. <laughs> You know, as everyone's, it's kind of, I know it's a stereotype, but like small businesses are the foundation of the economy. So many people have them. You know, I, I, I talk a lot about businesses which scale massively. You know, I'm running a startup, which if we have any chance of being successful, we need to really scale. So I, I know, like, from the conversations and from all you'll hear from a lot of people, it seems like those are kind of far off, but absolutely, like, small businesses are the most common thing. And they're, like the scale, it could come later, it could come slowly, but it's just about moving on, keep working at it. And because, you know, you're going to be doing so much of the work for the company, you can't like, like if there's a part of the business you really don't like, you can't outsource it as much as you can with a big business where, I don't know, let's say I hate it. I hate editing the podcasts because like for, for my personal podcast, I do a bit of editing but as I talked about uh, in previous episodes, I really want it to be, you know, a single cut. I don't need to, I do like two, three cuts, 
edit the audio a little bit and just put it up there so I don't have to worry about it. But for the company ones, it's a lot of editing. You know, there's interruptions. The dialogue does sometimes cuts out. We need to repeat stuff. It's a lot of editing. And it's something I really don't enjoy doing. And with a larger business like us, you know, where we have, I think we have like 33 people now. It's kind of insane, right? We can have someone that can do the editing and take care of that side of it. But on the other hand, if you have, you know, if you have a small business and you're doing something, let's just say, yeah, like a podcast where you have a lot of editing, you can't outsource that much. Like you, yeah, of course you can, but it's, it's much tougher to outsource a lot of this annoying work. So you really have to love what you're doing. You have to love the work. And I, I, I like to look at small businesses as really kind of the biggest passion projects. You know, if you run a medium sized company, if you're large, a large company, there you can get you know away with a lot of it being you just love running a business you just enjoy the management and all that and then the idea of what you're doing excites you but with a small business it's all about the passion for everything you do it just it, it makes it makes a world of difference if you can really keep up with that now next one up well what's what comes after small medium comes after small so with a medium size business you're probably going to have a larger team working under you. But you're going to be starting as a smaller business, you know? Uh, it's about, like, you, you start a small business and then you build it out bigger. You have a lot of kind of slow, like, it's not, like, you know, it's pretty good slow, but the ramp up is kind of gra- much more gradual, so you have control there about how you could think about it, what you work out, how it approach, you know, the approach to it. So you have to ensure that as you scale, those core principles that you want to build the business around are not lost. This, of course, applies to bigger businesses as well, but I think because the medium business often doesn't have external funding, you don't have people that are so, you know, absolutely bringing them on all about that single message that you're working around. The core principles of the company, you really have to push them a lot because the scaling goes over a larger period of time you know, like if, let's say if you're launching a massive business and it's a startup and you have funding and all that, your time scale to scale up to be a large business might be like two, three years. But for a medium-sized company, if that's what you're aiming for, your scale-up period might be like 10 years. So you really have to kind of keep at it, make sure that core principle, the company culture, which I actually want to talk about company culture in some later episode, I think it would be very useful and it's something we're going through right now, trying to figure out the company culture, you have to make sure that doesn't get lost. You know? You're know, you not raising capital from it, uh, investors. So what you will be doing is you'll be behind the wheel, just slowly working on the growth, just going bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But you maintain all that control. It is much more on you. It is, you know, there's, there's, it's nice, like, especially like you don't, you don't answer to anyone. I, I would say that's not completely true because you answer to your employees, but you don't really answer to kind of any investor stuff like that. So you can be like, all right, I think now I want to have a massive pivot and I want to take my flower shop to being a flower distribution center. And if you had investors who invested into you being a flower shop, that's a hard pivot to sell. But if it's just your own company, you can pivot whenever you want. You can make adjustments, stuff like that. So you are much more behind the wheel, but you're kind of slowly chipping away, getting that growth to go and go and go. So here, like in this, you're much, you should be much more willing to make sacrifices for the long term 
but the now still matters quite a bit because you don't have outside millions or you know you don't have outside funding which you can be like all right we at this burn rate we have two years so the long term is all that matters for the next two years as opposed to with you know just like with a small business what matters only matters is the now and with the media business you're looking for that growth to so you can grow into media size business and then grow and grow and grow but the now matters because you need that revenue you need that to maintain operation so it's kind of like a, it's it's kind of like a balance you know and just make sure that you kind of focus on both it's you know the media size businesses i think are the most interesting for someone who really kind of wants to have a business their whole life but also wants it to scale up a bit but on the other hand you know i it's it's really fucking fun to build something that's like you're, you're looking to build it as a large business because the dynamics are very different so we're going to talk a bit about you know the large businesses are all about momentum you know if you're starting you now to be clear like a large business it means that's your target so you're usually building some kind of high growth startup that's looking for outside investment right those businesses it's so much about momentum right it's basically momentum over everything almost obviously you know there's exceptions here but it really is like momentum is at such a core value for something like this you have to you know if moving to south carolina is what will get you far more momentum then you're gonna have to move to south carolina like stuff like this is crucial like build it, not losing your momentum is what a large business is about because that scaling that growth you kind of get that boost you you keep pushing that momentum up and if you lose that momentum well then suddenly you're starting to not scale anymore and since you're looking to build out a large business that means your business model is built around large business so if you don't scale up properly and fast enough your company is not going to work so you know especially here it's like you know since you're looking at that momentum it's all about that momentum all about that growth all about that scale you know, you have a very long-term outlook. You know, you can kind of see here how the small business is very much the current matters. Medium is a compromise. Long-term is very much, the, you know, large business is very much the long-term outlook. It is, you know, it is kind of funny how these line up. But, like, with the large business, this, this is where you're aiming, you know, to raise capital from others and just work it till, you know, then work it till you're there as a large business. <laughs> Growth, all that seed, raise series a series b series c ipo that kind of grind you a lot of like you see a lot of people like oh yeah that startup did and you see all that cap raising and all that hectic stuff i think you know some movies uh actually what's that tv sh- uh, i don't remember the name of the show but the there's a tv show uh about like startup in silicon valley that's there's like a pipe piper search engine or some storage optimization or something and it's all you know it just shows a lot of that kind of raising rat race and then building the prototype and doing all this shit right this is kind of what you're doing with the large business is it's all about momentum and raising 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 as because you're just looking at the long term now one thing that i do want to talk about here is you know i, I talked in an episode a lot about just being very dynamic very much like pivoting almost on a whim right but once you raise that capital that game changes you know you have so much responsibility there so it's really kind of a big decision do you actually want to raise capital and i think a lot more people should think about it and you know maybe not not get kind of attracted away 
by paying a large company and maybe consider more just looking for a medium company because if you're raising capital it's not just about giving away money like you know getting some money and giving away equity but your mindset the moment you have outside investors really needs to be different you know i tell you, I'm very much the kind of person who will close down an old business and start a new one when the old one doesn't make sense but as in the moment I have, you know, I would have outside money. I cannot work like that. You have, yeah, you're much more committed than I'm money. You really have to push that through. So the moment, so the moment you take external funding, that mindset has to change. You're now incredibly, you know, you're responsible to your investors, and you just have to make sure they get their money back. Now I know, you know, a lot of startups fail, a lot of investments don't get paid out, but that doesn't make it okay for you to do so. If you put all your energy and life into it and it doesn't succeed, all right, that happens. But having the mindset that I talked about previously as being great for a new startup when you don't have when you're very early on, the moment you take external funding, that top level pivot kind of changes a little bit. There, like you cannot just pivot from the entire business; you have to pivot that business. So you know, there's a lot of extra pressure, and you will really need to decide: does this make sense for you? If you are, you know, like me, uh, but then are you know don't cannot get into the mindset of this business has to work. I have to do everything I can, and you're not willing to give up that freedom of just pivoting from the business to the point where you shut it down and start a new one if you're not willing to give up that then you really should not aim for a large business because there it you, you it, it just won't work as well and if you know okay it might work the one time you raised capital but then if when, next time you're trying to raise capital and you tell someone oh i pivoted from it because i was like oh this doesn't interest me anymore i want to do something new that that you can't do that that's just that is, that'll be a massive massive problem so you need to have like the, the dynamics and all that needs to be within the business, not just outside. Like you can't pivot off of the business into a different business. Now another thing is, raising capital makes pivoting different. You know, I talked about the flower shop to distribution. It that, that that's exactly kind of the thing here is you have outside investors. If they invested into the business to be one way, you have to convince them that that pivot is better to go another way. And they might just not agree. They might already have exposure in that sector in another way, and they don't want you to pivot. So it kind of brings in a lot of extra friction, extra restrictions. And as such, I think where large businesses seem kind of the most appealing, the most, I think that was just the notification on my Mac because I forgot to mute it. I'm very sorry, guys. So what was I talking about? Yeah, so with the outside investors, as all that comes in, it, it takes away some of your flexibility and I think a lot of VCs and especially incubators and stuff like that that provide some funding are doing a good job at being aware that that flexibility is your biggest advantage. So don't be worried about losing all your flexibility. But you're absolutely kind of tightening the slack on your rope a little bit where you can't just run away into a completely different business. Both, I, I, I don't know, I think like, you know, you have a lot of people that kind of look at it, you know, I, I remember someone telling me an example of, you know, they invested into a business and the business failed and the person who uh, kind of raised that money, the, the, the person who ran the business was like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll start another business. 
like realize that's you know you can't have that mindset you have an outside investor you cannot just be like oh don't worry about it i'll do something else no you you need you have a responsibility to them with their money it, i don't know it'd be unethical to just say fuck it i'm leaving this business unless you can at least give them their returns now that doesn't mean you can't move away from the business by selling it if you sell it then they get their returns and that's fine but you can't just shut down the business and start a new one and it's i think it's really a lot of people overlook the importance of making sure that they're aware of the amount of responsibility it brings and they should really kind of work on like this is something you really have to narrow down and so why for a lot of people a large business might not make sense you know like a a medium-sized business if you're if that's kind of your goal that doesn't mean you can't scale it to a 200 billion dollar business you can IPO a medium-sized business where you have most of the equity. That's all fine. But it's about, it's, it's about the growth vector, basically. So with a large business, you're taking the outside investment to grow faster. That's, that's essentially it. Now, you know, for example, with FAIR, we need some licenses and stuff like that that we cannot get otherwise. So we can't really, you know, we couldn't be a medium-sized business. But even there, I, if I'm going to be honest, we could just try to make revenue from our education or something like that and then slowly save up the money so we can get a brokerage license and take 20 years to get there that doesn't make sense because we are you know a lot a big advantage for us is that momentum in the market that's going on right now so because you know for the next five years there's a massive regulatory push so it's perfect for us but you know if if your business isn't that kind of intensive and you're just let, no, let's say you're looking to just get a broker you're just looking to make a broker and then you'll figure out the specifics of how to do it well depending on what's going on in the market then you can absolutely take like 10 15 years with your medium-sized business to get that capital to get that set point then you have that establishment and it will be you know you can do that but the large business isn't it's just about being kind of faster to get there because very much growth oriented the investment you take is just for the growth so you can get there faster so that's what you know and because you have that extra responsibility i think just think about it right if it makes sense for you it makes sense for you but it's i think it's way too romanticized the idea of just taking external funding and going crazy with a startup so really i think just I'm just going to say this, I think I've said this like five times now, but just think about it. So, you know, that's it for today's episode. You know, thank you very much for listening. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a rating. If you have any feedback, you can always reach out on Twitter at Quantum2 or through Anchor. Uh, Both are in the description of this episode and um, of the entire podcast. So thank you very much, and I hope you have a lovely day. Bye.